Hey there, friends of Holy Shenanigans Podcast. I'm thrilled to share that I'll be recording live from the Wild Goose Festival this July 11 through 14. Wild Goose Festival is a transformational community grounded in faith-inspired social justice. It's a one-of-a-kind gathering that brings together activists, artists, and seekers from all walks of life to explore justice and art, spirituality, and community. The festival will take place at Van Hoy Farms in Union Grove, North Carolina, and I'd love for you to join me there. From engaging workshops to inspired panels and interactive experiences, Wild Goose has something for everyone. So mark your calendars and let's be part of this incredible community that is committed to making a positive impact in the world. For more information, visit www. WildGooseFestival.org. As one of my followers, use a discount code A-TLE24. That's A-TLE24. And you'll get $50 off the price of an adult weekend ticket. We will see you there at the Wild Goose Festival to connect, to build community, and to work for social justice. Welcome to Holy Shenanigans. I'm your muse, Tara Lamont Eastman, a poet, a pastor, and a podcaster. In the HSP neighborhood, we encourage the spiritual practice of looking and listening for the sacred in everyday life. This is what we call Holy Shenanigans. Welcome to the continuing season of Easter. While by now all the jelly beans may be gone, the season of Easter continues. It is the second longest liturgical season. The Big C Christian Church celebrates the Easter season for 50 days, culminating with the Feast of Pentecost. So in honor of this season of Eastertide, HSP will be taking some time to wait for signs of new life and looking for real spring with things like going outside without a heavy coat, or noticing the growth of green grass, the sprouting of tulips, lilies, and hydrangeas from bulbs that were planted long ago, or the sound of children playing outdoors, no longer rushing back inside with the cold of ice and snow. In your corner of the world, you may be further ahead in these things of spring, these signs and affirmations that winter is behind us. But here where I am, we're not quite beyond the reality of another frost. So the celebration of spring will be coming in fits and starts. This reality means that we, I mean I, am a little impatient for real spring. I, quite honestly, am tired of waiting for spring. And so this idea of waiting for something good connects with this week's scripture from Luke 24, the Emmaus Walk, where two followers of Jesus are devastated with the loss of him. It seems that their hope is lost, this hope for a new life. In despair, they walk away from Jerusalem. 
On this long walk, they encounter another traveler who seems to know nothing about Jesus, his arrest, his crucifixion, or his death. They're astounded by this person's lack of being in the know on current events. But as they continue on this long walk, they talk and they listen to this stranger. They're amazed by their knowledge of scripture and listen to them intently. When it comes time for them to part ways, the men invite the stranger to stay with them because the day is nearly over. It's time to eat. It's time to rest. The man accepts their invitation and their hospitality, and they sit down to eat. But as the stranger takes the bread and breaks it and blesses it and passes it out, all of the sudden, they realize the stranger is no stranger at all. This is the resurrected Christ, the one they have been waiting for all along. Their eyes were opened and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? That same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. Just when the followers of Christ thought there was no hope to hold on to, they are met by Christ on the road, the road where they're walking away from the life that they had come to love, a life where God's love was shown to them in the person of Jesus. As we hear this story, it's important for us to put ourselves in the sandals of those disciples on that walk away from Jerusalem. What would they be feeling? Disillusionment, confusion, grief. They were in a space of desperate in-between of what was and what was to be. And this is a space we all experience in times of loss. The question is, before we know what and how to be after a time of loss, before our Emmaus road of experience, what are we to do with this undefined in-between? This is where the word hope comes to the surface, and how I feel I need to reconsider what this word hope means. From a Western perspective, hope means a little bit of time, not more than would be of any inconvenience before the thing we desire comes to pass. However, the word hope in Spanish is esperanza or expectation. And the very first part of this word, espera, means to wait, to test the waters, to pause and see before making a judgment of what is best. It is in this definition of hope or espera that I begin to appreciate the disciples as they walk and they wait amidst the reality of their pain, their loss, and their grief. The disciples go on a long walk in the spirit of espera, waiting to see what was to come. 
they invite a fellow traveler for a time of rest to Aspera to wait on the needs of their physical bodies and to enjoy a meal together. It is not until they stop and wait, Aspera, that they can see the resurrected Christ right there with them at the table. And so as I consider the gifts of Aspera, I wonder what lessons it has to teach. As I feel I've been waiting for spring forever, what can waiting a bit longer without judgment offer? And beyond the scope of this moment of waiting for spring, what can Aspera hope to wait and see what is to be, be trying to teach me? The writings of Madeline Langle is a well of wisdom I often return to when it comes to questions like this, questions about the value of Aspera waiting hope. In her book, We Pledge Our Hearts, she writes about the importance of giving time for relationships to grow, especially in the context of her marriage. She says that waiting is essential in forming an intimate connection. She writes, Our love has been anything but perfect and anything but static. Inevitably, there have been times when one of us has outrun the other and has to wait patiently for the other to catch up. There have been times when we have misunderstood each other, demanded too much of each other, been insensitive of the other's needs. I do not believe there is any marriage where this does not happen. The growth of love is not a straight line, but a series of hills and valleys. The phrase that especially stands out to me in this quote is this. Inevitably, there have been times when one of us has outrun the other and has to wait patiently for the other to catch up. This sounds an awful lot like a sparrow waiting hope, doesn't it? A hope that is willing to wait in order for love to help us connect and catch up with one another. All of which brings me to a holy shenanigans story about hope, love, and waiting. When I was in second grade, my family moved from our home to live with an elderly woman, Ms. Estella, as my father began a huge effort to build a new home on the lot across the way from her little cottage. There are a million stories I can tell you about Ms. Estella, but in this in-between and almost springtime, I'm reminded of her love of flowers, especially impatience. Impatience were a hardy and colorful flower she had planted in hollowed-out logs that had been converted into raised flower beds. She attended to these plants, and in the summer the flowers would overflow from the tree beds and self-populate from the seedy pods they grew. She would tell me how the wind would blow and the plants would shake and pop, the seed pods would burst, or how the birds would land on them and pop, the seed pods would burst, or how I, fascinated by these odd seed pods, would help them along, pinch off the wilted buds, pop, 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 bursting the seed pods with delight. 
Before the end of the warm season, Mrs. Stella would gather the seed pods and pop them to reserve them for planting the next season in another flower bed. She'd also take these collected seeds and send them to her friends so they could enjoy the impatience too. What I didn't know at the time of pop, pop, popping impatience seed pods was that Miss Estella had lived into her life as a widower in the planting and the tending of these flowers and others. In her time of grief, she looked to dirt and seeds to lead her into the next season of life without her spouse. And then in the meeting of my parents, she welcomed us to become a part of her life, to build a house across the way, to let us stay with her in our own in-between, and to teach me how flowers like impatience can lead to unexpected opportunities to pop, pop, popping new life. But long before the dramatic pop, pop, popping of new life I was so fond of in seeing these impatience seed pods was Miss Estella's rule of life. I'm beginning to understand as Espera. Ms. Estella was a woman who practiced Espera waiting to see how things would be and in her waiting and reflection and pause, seek a new life. Ms. Estella was a woman who practiced a spara kind of hope every day. The poem for this week's story of waiting and living in between times comes from the lessons of Espera from Ms. Estella and her little flowers in patience and those popping sea pods. To hope, to wait, to be an impatient. Bold, beautiful, and busy can be a source of pride, but it can also be a sign of impatience. Seeking the next best or always hungry for the next flavor sometimes makes savoring what's present a challenge. Taking time to sip water and soak up sun is something that a flower can teach. Impatience grow easily in the right place, good soil, moderate sun, and regular watering are what they need. Perhaps the balance and moderation of the impatience life are what make their colors so bright. Home, light, water equals life. I, the impatient, need to learn from the life lived by the impatience. Impatience are not impatient, but somehow they are bold, beautiful, and proud. I am your Holy Shenanigans Muse, Tara Lamont Eastman. Thank you for joining us this week for Holy Shenanigans that surprise, encourage, redirect, and turn life upside down, all in the name of love. This is an unpredictable spiritual adventure that is always sacred, but never stuffy. Thanks to Ian Eastman for sound editing and to HSP listeners for supporting our work with this podcast by way of 
www.buymeacoffee.com backslash Tara L. Eastman. Until spring is really, really here, may Aspera Hope help us to wait, to wait without judgment, to wait without worry, to wait patiently for the other to catch up so that we can walk this road together. With Aspera Hope, we can be an impatient, an impatient flower, that is. Thank you.